Let's talk about something that's in the news a lot. The a seventh death linked to vaping has re- reported in the states this time in California, and uh, that has uh, sparked even more calls for the banning of uh, e-flavored. Uh, cigarettes. In fact, New York is the first state to ban e-flavored cigarettes. Michigan also trying to ban e-flavored cigarettes. And that brings us to a statement that was issued today by uh, the Deputy Premier and Minister of Health, Christine Elliott. She said, in the light of growing evidence, I've become increasingly concerned about the prevalence and possible health consequences of vaping, particularly as they affect our youth. At the same time, it's become abundantly clear that we do not have access to sufficient data and information to understand the potential scope of the issue. For this reason, reason she is calling um, for a step towards identifying solutions that are meaningful. She's issuing a minister's order, which will require public hospitals in Ontario to provide the chief medical officer of health with statistical non-identifying information your anonymity is protected related to incidences of vaping-related severe pulmonary disease. Christine Elliott joins us on the line right now. Um, welcome to the program. Good to have you on along again. Thank you, Kelly. Great to be with you. So the first step towards um, identifying a meaningful way to tackle vaping, especially where kids are concerned, you think, is to collect more information. Well, we need to collect more information on the scope of the problem here. We know that it's a significant problem in the United States. Um, We know that there are issues with it here, but we don't have enough information to be able to say definitively we should take one step or another. So we we are taking it seriously, but we want to receive that information from public hospitals in Ontario and uh, that they will provide our chief medical officer of health with that so we can uh, put things together and come forward with a plan and a solution that is going to help our young people particularly. When will you start collecting the information? Uh, as, as soon as possible. I, we, I am issuing the order uh, today, and that is something where they should be able to start collecting that information immediately because we know that this is an issue for uh, particularly a lot of parents uh, for young people, and we want to make sure that uh, we, we take the steps that are necessary to to protect them. How long will you collect the information for before you put out a report? I, I don't think it's going to be necessary to have this go on for months and months. I think we will get a, quite a clear picture um, as the early information comes in. So we are looking to uh, receive this information quickly and then take action. We're hearing about a lot of vaping-related illnesses in the States. We've got a seventh death. And uh, uh, obviously this is concern for uh, a lot of parents out there. Their kids are vaping. You know, I, I was reading that the Durham School Board is trying to crack down on vaping by students uh, by like locking bathrooms in some cases, high schools have started to lock secluded bathrooms because they're worried about kids, you know, uh, deacon in there and taking a haul on these uh, e-cigarettes. Um, yeah. and, and they are worried about their health. They're also going to start handing out tickets. But uh, we've got New York leading the pack here. They're the first state to ban flavored e-cigarettes. Wouldn't it be uh, prudent for us to take a, a rip a little page out of their playbook and say, you know what, let's put a halt on selling the flavored um, vaping material. 
that may be a step that we will take, but of course we have to realize that um, there are other ways. It's not just the, the, the flavored uh, types, but I know that they are aimed at young people. But there are other things that I, I have heard sort of anecdotally that are going on in high schools and that a lot of these devices can be disguised quite readily mm-hmm. and that there are students who are uh, vaping in classrooms. So it is something that we do take seriously. We know that uh, we need to uh, find out the scope of the problem and understand exactly what the most effective uh, protection will be for um, particularly our young people. I think, you know, anecdotally, you just ask a parent what what the problem is, and they're probably going to tell you that my kid likes the taste of the vape. Um, Is this, is this, is the province kind of um, dancing on the line of we're open for business and what is right to do for kids here? No, it's what is right to do for kids is the most important issue, and that is what we are focusing on. Okay, so uh, you are definitely considering something like a ban on e-flavored cigarettes. It's one of the considerations that we are are, um, taking a look at, but I think we have to make sure that we understand uh, exactly what what the problems are. It might not just be one solution. There may be several things that we need to do, and that's why it's really important to get that information and collect that um, from the public hospitals because that's where the young people are going, going into the emergency departments. That's where we'll be able to determine the extent of this this vaping illness, as mm-hmm. they call it in the U.S., and also understand um, what needs to be done in, in schools, for example. How do they help um, uh, prevent uh, uh, vaping in classrooms and washrooms and so on? So there is more information that we need, but we don't need to study this for years. We know that we need to get the information and take quick action. All right. Well, listen, Christine, it's a pleasure having you on the program. I appreciate that at least you're taking a first step towards identifying some solutions here. I think uh, it's a responsible thing to act, and I hope, fingers crossed, that we get the information and some results soon. Great. That's what we're aiming for, too. So thank you, Kelly. All right. Have a great day. Christine Elliott. Uh, She is our uh, Deputy Premier and Minister of Health. I don't know that she loved that I was poking at her there, you know, talking about the uh, open for business. Is there a bit of a problem when we're talking about being open for business and, you know, our kids with e-flavored cigarettes? I think the easiest thing to do would would be to, like, step out like New York and Michigan and say, you know what? Guess what? No more selling Captain Crunch flavored uh, vape juice. to me, I don't know an adult that would say, "Oh, I'm, uh, I want that." Yeah, it's so obviously marketed to kids. I mean, how hard would that be to shut it down? I mean, if it tasted awful, they wouldn't be doing it. Mm, but that being said, cigarettes don't t- taste great either, and kids. Yeah, smoke but them kids so stop smoking. Yeah, we were like onto this thing where the next generation, this generation of teenagers were off the cigarettes. We always heard people from the Canadian Cancer Society and uh, anti-smoking groups always saying that if they invented cigarettes today, there's no way they would be legal. Uh, Meanwhile, they've invented a new kind of cigarette today, and it's not only legal, but it's uh, And it's way cooler. Yeah. It's so cool looking. Mm -hmm. No two ways about it. So I want to open up the phone lines here and ask you for your reaction to our health minister's plan. What we're going to do is we're going to study, 
we're going to get uh, the public hospitals in Ontario to provide the chief medical officer of health with statistical non-identifying information related to incidences of vaping related to severe pulmonary disease. Is that enough for you? Or do you think it doesn't go far enough? Because then they want to continue to engage with leading experts to identify evidence-based solutions to protect our youth from potential dangers of vaping.